Hey, hey. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hey, Katie, how's it going? Hey, it's good. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Are you ready? I'm ready. I've never done a podcast before. Well, yay. I'm so honored that you are, you get to be here with us. And guess what? Katie and I go way back. I was going to say we go way back to high school, but it's before that. We were friends in junior high. Probably seventh grade, I would say. So we go way back and I'm so excited to have Katie coming on board and helping us because she is a phenomenal, talented physical therapist. But she's not only that, but I want us all to remember that she is has a real and busy life too. So everything that she is going to help us out with in Fitness Inspired from a physical therapy standpoint is she gets it. You get it, Katie. Like you have three kids, you have a house household to run, you have a husband, you have a job, like Oh my goodness, you have a lot on your plate and I love the way you write and you teach from that perspective, knowing that it's not like we have eight hours a day to work on our self-care, our stretching, our workouts, right? Right, exactly. So you get that. So tell us a little bit about yourself from a academic and if you want to, you know, juggling life, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, Well, I currently live in Alpena, Michigan. I grew up here and we moved back about a year and a half ago. Um, I am a physical therapist. I graduated 12 years ago from Grand Valley State University. I graduated with my doctorate in physical therapy. So I also have been married for 12 years. So I just did everything all at once. So I would remember (laughs) how many years for both important things. Um, And I have three kids. So my oldest is six, a three-year-old, and then the baby is almost 19 months. You have a full, beautiful life. I do. It's pretty good. Um, so yeah, so physical therapy, I've worked in a lot of different settings that have taught me a lot of different things. So I mostly have been in outpatient settings, um, but working with patients with neurological diseases and then orthopedic problems, um, specializing in spine problems. So mm-hmm. neck thoracic spine and lumbar spine. That's kind of the, the basics I could go on and on, but that's no. Yeah. So that's awesome. And as you were kind of explaining some of the specialties you've done, I thought of how we're all on our phones and the computers so often. And I wonder if you have seen over the last 12 years, that affecting our necks a lot or has it been the same over the last decade or so? 
Um, obviously our phones. I mean, I think the iPhone came out in 2005, right? So mm -hmm. I graduated after that, but our attachment to our phones has increased, <laughs> right? right? So, right. I mean, I've had to use phone posture as mm -hmm. part of my treatment and education. Yeah. And like, this is where you need to hold your phone. A lot of what I do with education for patients is figuring out how to set up workspace um, working mm -hmm. from home is new for a lot of people, but there are also a lot of people who've been working from home for a while. So mm -hmm. I've had to do some of the ergonomic training, you know, all along, like, all right, when you're at, you know, your desk, which is set up pretty well, but now you're trying to work from your kitchen island. Right. What does that look like for you? And how can you get some adapted equipment to help you do your job and just mm -hmm. working through a lot of that stuff. So yeah, um, that's good. Yeah. That's so that's, that's changed, you know, as people have been able to work more remotely and laptops and all that good stuff. Yeah. And I know even since the pandemic, I could tell, so like a few months went by, so I'd seen my dad and then a few months had gone by and I saw him again. And for some reason in those few months, I mean, granted he is on the computer more now to have some of these board meetings and some of these meetings he would normally have in person are through the computer now. And so he's definitely said that that has increased lately, but I, to see with my own eyes three months time and I could see a difference in like the way his upper back was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Whoa, 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 dad. And he's very coachable too. And um, so I was like, all right, can I help you with this a little bit? And he's like, of course. And I gave him a couple of things because it was shocking to me, like just looking at him, the difference in his like posture and his upper back and neck and how three months time of an increase of, you know, maybe being stressed, looking at the computer in a different way or more often, you know, that repetition could, can, can, does create dysfunction in our life, right? Yeah. So that's really, I mean, that's, that's what causes the dysfunction. It's not, I think most people, when I will ask them how their problem started, which is, a, you know, a question that we just ask. And right. usually I would say, I don't know, I'm not going to give a percentage, but the majority <laughs> of the time, I don't know how this happened. Mm -hmm. um, or people will say, well, I did have this one thing that I did that. And then after I noticed some pain, it's almost always the repetitive trauma or the repetitive use, the things that you do every single day that are setting you up for the injury that seems to appear out of nowhere. Right. Um, and so that's the biggest thing that I think a physical therapist can help with um, because we, we know that we know where the tissue breakdown started. It, it didn't start the day before your problem started. It started mm -hmm. potentially 30 years ago when you started your job at a factory or it started two years ago when you started doing CrossFit and we're trying, and again, this is not me saying that your job is a problem or CrossFit is a problem, but it's right. the repetitive movement that you've been doing that has set you up for that problem. Um, right. And so the, you keep exercising, you keep working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please continue to exercise and continue to work. Yeah, this is, this is not, not a pass to get rid of either one. <laughs> All right. 
But when you look back at the repetitive movements and sometimes there isn't a better way to do what you need to do, but there is um, a way to counter what you're doing. So there's certain stretches or exercises that can help make that repetitive movement not so taxing on your body. And then in addition, there might be a better way to do it. So, um, you know, just as well as I do that improper form when exercising Mm -hmm. is just the worst for so many reasons. Um, but even tweaking your form with exercise can be a huge body saver. Okay. I'm getting so excited here. I'm like, yes, let's go. Okay. So the flip side of that, well, no, alongside of that is this is also very empowering. So a small tweak to your form, like you said, can really improve it or to counterbalance it with stretches or, you know, some other exercises can really help too. And so let's, I'm so excited. Let's share with them what you are going to be doing each month to help us out around here. So what are you really excited about? And can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, I think the thing I'm most excited about is, I mean, 12 years is and isn't a long time, right? But I have learned some things in 12 years. (laughs) Yes, you have. She's very humble and modest, you guys. (laughs) And um, there's a lot of things that I end up saying over and over and over again. Um, There's actually a statistic that about 40% of what you hear in a a medical professional's office, so a doctor, physical therapist, dentist, right? Um, Mm -hmm. 40% of that is actually retained by patients. And And I would say that's high. Most people don't even retain 40%. Yeah. And so I think that um, this is going to give me a platform to get some of those really, what I think are really important educational pieces out to people that, um, you know, can help before there's a problem or Mm -hmm. reinforce information that's already been said. Um, Repetition is key. You're going to remember something the more often you hear it. And so it's not uncommon for me to have to tell my patients the same thing every single time I see them. Um, and that's not out of, you know, frustration on my end or because mm-hmm. I think my patients aren't listening to me or aren't hearing it, but it's that that information is so important that it needs to be driven home. Um, so mm-hmm. I think the cool thing is, you know, here's an opportunity for me to make sure that information is out there. And then also to give that information another avenue to get to people's ears that people are hearing it. Maybe I'm the first person to tell that to them. Maybe I'm the fourth person to hear that or just to them. Um, And the other is sometimes you hear the information, but you don't always know what to do about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, A big one that I'll hear from some of my patients is, oh, my doctor said I need to lose weight. My doctor said I need to exercise more. Or my doctor Mm -hmm. said I need to drink more water. And they probably were given some practical tips on how to do that from their doctor, but they only heard the first part that they're telling me. So the opportunity then to not only say, this is why you need to drink more water or exercise, but this is how to do it. And to also give some practical tips on how to do that, um, which I feel like is overwhelming. The internet has lots of good information, but it's also full of lots of information. So trying to streamline that a little bit. Exactly. And so you have such a great delivery, in my opinion, about the way we're doing this. So each month you're able to give us a blog that's written like, okay, I got this. 
gives you some education, like you said, but then also what can we do about it? Like, how can we work this out? And then specifically to dive into that in a class with you for something very specific, whether it's from like a prehab situation, like let's make sure our repetitions are, maybe I'm saying this wrong, but basically from a prehab position where it's like, before anything bad happens, dot, 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 right? (laughs) Yes. And so then, or like you said, if you're like, okay, I want to get moving or I have this complaint and it's restricting me and we can kind of start making those steps together and create a community and a space to do so. And I am really, really excited about doing that monthly class. So Can you dive in a little bit about what this month's topic is? Sure. So I um, picked flexibility first just because stretching is really important and we don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, (laughs) shouldn't say we, Mm -hmm. there's probably lots of people out there stretching all the time. Um, I don't make time for it. I'm that person Mm -hmm. that when I do a workout video, I don't do the cool down, for example. Mm You know, I don't always stretch after I run or after I bike. So I'm really good at the activity part, but not as much the stretching part. And as I've gotten older, I've felt really good whenever I've done yoga. And it's like, why don't I do this more? It feels so good. My body feels so good. But it's because I don't get that endorphin rush or that heart rate rush from yoga. So I make space for the things that I'll enjoy with my workouts, but my body still needs that. And the other problem is kind of going back to the repetition of movement, our bodies, you know, the repetitions we do daily, our bodies figure out a way to do things as efficiently as possible. And so let's say you're, you know, you've had chronically tight hamstrings or you have tightness in your hamstrings and you know, it's there, but eh, you don't really want to stretch it because that's boring or you don't have time or you, maybe you don't even know the best way to stretch. Um, so you just aren't doing it. Well, eventually your body's going to accommodate for that shortness. So you can have stiff muscles and you can have short muscles and stiff muscles are easy to stretch. They'll respond to stretching and they will elongate pretty quickly. Short, actual shortening of muscle tissue, which can happen. Mm -hmm. It typically happens over time, but it can happen to any muscle in your body. Um, that will take, a lot longer and a lot more dedication to lengthen back out. Um, Both of them can respond, but the problem with the shortened muscles, the stiff muscles, is that they create abnormal movement patterns. So not only are you doing these repetitive movements, but now you have abnormal movement patterns. And that's going to set your body up for abnormal wear and tear in your joints, arthritis, possibly some tears of your ligaments. So obviously not good things. Now, any of that can happen anyways. Um, it does Stretching does not guarantee you won't get arthritis, but what it can do is it can help slow the process down and it can also make it less severe when it does occur. Okay. I mean, again, I can't guarantee yeah. that that's not going to happen to you, but right. that's what we know about stretching. It's just when you look at what overall wellness, um, flexibility is a big piece of that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that that was an important place to start, especially with your audience too. You know, people who are following you are already pretty active people. They're participating. And so 
flexibility is a piece that I feel like as an active person, I'm really bad at participating in. And it's so crazy because, okay, so a couple of things on that. One, thank you for being vulnerable and real with us that you struggle with this too. And I feel you. I'm the same way. I'm like, yes, I love this part. And then let's hurry up and start to the end, right? Yep. Uh, so I totally feel that. I love the title. So you guys have to read this if you haven't already. It's livefitnessinspired.com slash PT is everything that Katie is producing. And the title of this blog that we're talking about right now is called My Friend Flexibility. Is that correct? Um, it's either my or your, but it can be everybody's friends. So it doesn't it's really exactly. So I love that name. Like, let's let's make this more of our friend rather than be like, uh, you're like, <laughs> I don't know, you know, just like this afterthought or I don't even want to do this. Like, let's think of ways we can make this more friendly in our life. So do you have any ideas for us how we can make stretching and mobility and flexibility feel like more of a friendly thing in our life rather than like, oh, I should do this or I have to do this. Uh, but I don't want to. Do you have right. any ideas for us? Yeah. So a few ideas are one, fitting it into just your daily activities and routines. So let's talk about the desk example. So you're sitting at your chair, you're there for eight hours a day, working at your laptop at home. That's horrible posture. Obviously you can't get away from it. Even if you try to recorrect. One of my favorite stretches counterbalance that is to do, um, and I'll actually demonstrate this one during the stretching class that we'll do next week. Um, if you have a foam roller or a um, towel to lay over that on your back and just let your upper back stretch. And so fitting that in, you know, you could give yourself, if you're working from home and you have a five minute break that you can give yourself, just lay down on the floor, stretch out. That could also be done at night when you're, you want to watch TV okay, I'm going to turn this TV show on before I lay on the couch. I'm going to lay down on the floor for five minutes and do this. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to the couch. So you don't have to stop what you're doing just to get some stretching in. Yeah. The other is, you know, if you have little kids and you're playing on the floor with them, you could position yourself where if one leg is straight out, you're stretching your hamstrings that way. Um, stretching your calf muscles can be done while you're doing dishes just by putting one leg back. So it can be incorporated into your daily activities. Um, yeah. I heard of somebody actually stretching, doing various stretches while they're brushing their teeth with an electric toothbrush mm -hmm. um, because that's on a timer for two minutes. So it goes one minute and then one minute timers. So for that one minute, you could stretch one muscle leg. Um, the other minute you do the other leg, different muscle. Yeah. Um, or forcing yourself to do the cool down. I mean, that's a pretty easy way or attaching that stretching to an activity. So, you know, you want to go for a run or a bike ride. You're going to make in, you know, I want to do a 40 minute bike ride. I'm going to save five minutes at the end for stretching. Yeah. So forcing yourself to make that part of your routine. I think I'm guilty of that. I know I want to go for a 30 minute run. I account for a 30 minute workout, right? I might add in a little bit of a walk at the end, but if I made that a 40 minute exercise, I could say five minutes of walking and five minutes of stretching. So yeah. I think it just needs to be built in as part of your routine, really. Right. Just like you would prepare for, okay, in the morning I need to get up. I need 15 minutes to coffee and 15 minutes to 
ready and get dressed, you know, it's the same kind of idea. You're just building that portion into your schedule. I like that. So, um, Katie and I have the same personality as far as this goes of like, force yourself to do it, push yourself to do it, challenge yourself to do it. Right. So, um, I want us all, I love that example of pairing it in or building it in to your workout. So, you know, at the beginning of your workout, I mean, I always do this as a part of class. So, you know, to make that, but if you're doing a run on your own, like Katie said, like do some dynamic movements at the beginning, working through that range of motion and at the end, save the time. And I want us to invite us all, including myself to look at the stretching part as like, I get to do this. Like, look at, I am taking care of my body right now. So I'm able to go on this run I love to do in six months from now. And so I'm just like, this is a way I can take care of my body and just kind of like dropping in and appreciating it. And I have been working on something with my stretching and I am amazed at the differences it makes. You're not going to believe it until you try it and it works for you. But because I I wouldn't have believed it if I just heard it. So this is it. So when I'm doing a stretch, like I can muscle through things and, you know, like force myself to do things like Katie said, you know, whatever, we can do it that way. Or I've been trying to think about like a relaxing memory because I did some reading on this. And so if you like drop into a relaxing memory and do that same stretch, Hmm. It's incredible the difference of the way your body responds. Like, it's absolutely insane to me. That's cool. I haven't heard that one, but I'm going to start trying that, especially with my patients. Yeah. Um, and and I, it's a relaxation technique as well. So it's exactly. awesome. Well, well and that kind of piggyback on the other thing I, I tend to tell people is stretching isn't supposed to hurt. So I think a lot of people, too, feel like if they're stretching, they should really push it. And you really just need to go to the point of stretch for anything. More is not better. You actually would do better to stretch um, and either do like more of a dynamic stretch. No, not a ballistic stretch, but a through the range of motion slowly and back off. Thinking of kind of a yoga based, you know, where you're kind of flowing through motions Mm -hmm. Um, or even a, a prolonged hold but not forcing the range of motion. I think that's where a lot of injuries come from, especially with hips, um, is trying to force that range of motion when your body's not ready. Issues take anywhere from eight to 12 weeks to fully stretch out and elongate. And so by forcing a stretch, you're really not necessarily getting it stretched out faster. You're just setting yourself up for more. Again, kind of going to that relaxation. If you're trying to push it and you can't relax into the stretch, mm-hmm. you're not really helping yourself. Right. Exactly. Your body is like protecting, being like, what is happening? Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it can't relax. But if you force your mind to relax too, that would even help that um, a little bit more. So that's a cool little trick. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. 
Christine Borst of Christine Borst Creative here. I'm a professor and therapist turned creative entrepreneur, and I want to offer listeners of this podcast 10% off my Etsy shop featuring whimsical art and fitness inspired gear. Find links to my shop at my website, christineborst.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-B-O-R-S-T.com, and follow me on Instagram at christine underscore E underscore B-E-E. Use the code F-I-2021 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Beth with The Grounded Canary. For as long as I can remember, I have loved sitting at the feet of others. Miracles happen there in that space of compassion and connection. When hopes, dreams, pains, and loss can be expressed and shared, life changes. This is how I see my role as your life coach. I'm here to be present and to reflect you back to yourself without judgment. We all could use less of that, couldn't we? I see you, and I would love to come alongside you to see you fly. Check out thegroundedcanary.com for more information. Take care. Hi, I'm Marin Walseth with Elevating Leaders. Are you striving for more in 2021? Do you need to pivot yet again, but aren't sure which move is the right move to make? I'm a business and leadership coach. I partner with business owners to design a one-page plan, nailing down objectives, strategies, and action plans to elevate their business. I want to support you as you upgrade your skills to elevate your life. Find me at marnwalseth.com. That's M-A-R-E-N-W-A-L-S-E-T-H. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Hi, I'm Amy Hovey, your Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 989-772-0153. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Um, awesome. So I want to ask a question you talked about a little bit and you just mentioned it again a little bit, but you were talking and educating us about stiff versus shortened muscles. And then right now you kind of gave us a gauge of like, you know, keep at it, keep the repetitions going, start small and, you know, you can gain some momentum with with this practice, you know, especially when you fit it into your life, I love all those tips, but you said eight to 12 weeks. Is that what it would take if you were diagnosed with like a shortened muscle or can you explain that a little bit more? So the shortened versus stiff and any thoughts on that? Yeah. So a stiff muscle, you should notice, um, like that if you stretch it, that it would respond to that stretching pretty immediately. So, and the, this is where, you know, if you, if someone really wants to know, like, is my muscle really short or is it just stiff? That's where I would recommend going to see a physical therapist for them Mm -hmm. to be able to measure, um, muscle length and run you through some special tests to figure out which muscle is tight and then exactly what to do about it. Um, that's a little more specialized, but yeah. So a shortened muscle is actually going to be one that is that the muscle has changed in length. Whereas a stiff muscle is kind of just a tight muscle. Um, and there's not a good way for me to tell you how to know the difference over the podcast. Now I might in 10 years, but I I don't think, I think you really truly have to measure that muscle and see. And, And then also it's the, um, it's the test then of the stretch. So if I were to have, you know, you 
as my patient, Kirsten yes. and I, oh, this muscle, your hamstring muscle is definitely tight. Let's do this, these couple stretches and remeasure your muscle. Oh, look, it's, it's where we need it to be after a few stretches. That would just be a stiff muscle. So more of a quick response would be a stiff muscle. Yeah. It's still tight. Let's stretch this out for the next month or two and see where you're at. And you come back to me in two months and you've gained 75% of your flexibility, then we would know that muscle was actually shortened and it has responded to the stretching wow. and has actually elongated. Cool. I love that. that. That's really interesting. Yeah, that really does help. And so I'm just curious, probably from a, a little bit of a selfish perspective, but um, I'm sure there's other people in this boat too. So obviously we know repetitions can lead to dysfunction. And if we're not counterbalancing or stretching that out, that is going to set us up for injury and things like that. Am I correct in saying yes. that? Yep. Okay. And then, so repetitions is a thing and that's a really empowering way to get better no matter what. But what about if there's like a trauma that led to so a surgery or some sort of trauma that was a quick change and how do you deal with that differently or don't you? Is it the same protocol? Um, the only thing that I would do different is if there were any precautions or limitations. So, um, I guess the, the two examples I'll give is a patient who's had a hip replacement, for example, or, um, maybe they've had a repair to their hip of the labrum. There's going to be some specific guidelines from the surgeon that they don't want move, certain movements performed before a certain period of time. So stretching is going to occur based on those guidelines. And then okay. also it's going to, then it would occur based on pa the patient's comfort level. So oh. you never want to increase pain. Um, mm -hmm. The pain is going to increase the muscle spasm, for example. So if a mm -hmm. muscle is really tight and really painful by trying to push it too quickly, you can actually make that problem worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess in that case, you would, okay. you would proceed a little bit more gently, a little mm -hmm. more closely monitoring symptoms, pain response to the stretch than somebody who's healthy and is just coming to you and saying, my hamstrings are tight. Um, yeah. How do I stretch them? Then I would say, you know, don't worry as much about all of that end range stuff. I mean, I still give guidance on don't overdo it, but you yeah. wouldn't have to be as caught. That makes sense. And yeah. Question. Yeah. That's really cool and interesting. And I just feel like really empowered here talking to you. And I'm just so excited to, you know, really level up our programming in this way. You know, like I said, the class, the, the amazing blog each month and just the specific, like, okay, what, what now, like, how can we deal with this? And I just feel awesome and excited about what we're about to do and the journey we're going to take together. So as we leave though, let, let's think of one thing. Is there one thing that we could do that feels like, okay, this is a good step for me, no matter where I stand? right now from a flexibility standpoint or 
just from a physical therapy standpoint at all, that's pretty broad. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the I guess uh, the one thing, this one I got to, yeah, I guess the thing I, I would, I'm going to pick two. So the one okay. thing I'm going to say is, you know, figure out where you can, where you can stretch more. And that's one, you know, what part of your body needs to be stretched more. You, we all know, we all know our calves are tight or our hamstrings are tight or our hip flexors are tight. Um, or maybe our back is, you know, and we need to stretch that out more. Um, and then figure out a way to do it. Maybe you do stay for the cool down. Maybe you do attach it to your exercise and just say, this is non-negotiable. I'm going to stretch every time I exercise. This is ridiculous. I need to just do it. I'm talking to myself, by the way. Um, <laughs> I love it. And then the other thing is maybe you do have a problem that you just kind of, oh, well, as long as I don't do these things, I'm actually okay. So this will be my shameless plug for physical therapy. Our yeah. profession has a lot of knowledge, a lot of skill, and, you know, some people are intimidated because they don't want to have to pay for it. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to go to 12 sessions of physical therapy, but having that evaluation by a professional, just like if you are having another medical issue, you know, right? go see your physician for physical therapists are movement specialists. That's what we do. Yeah. We are specialists of the human body, musculoskeletal and nervous system. So we have been trained to evaluate it very specifically. And maybe it's as simply as you go in and you say, Hey, I only want to do two or three sessions. And this is what I really need to work on. Um, there's a big push for preventative care and physical therapy that is not being recognized very well nationally. So this is again okay. my own soapbox, but no good. I, but I think it's good for you to be a patient advocate and say, Hey, I don't have mm -hmm. a problem right now, but I don't want one. <laughs> and right. I want to know exactly how to address my tight hamstrings. Right. And you're going to go oh. and you're gonna take care of that. So again, that's so good. And those so would be the two things I would say is either, you know, if you feel like you just need to stretch and you know what to do about it, and start mm -hmm. doing it. And if you don't, and you want to get up or you don't, you know, you don't have to do a physical therapist. If you have another healthcare provider, you trust to take care of that. But I know what physical therapists can do and we're pretty awesome. Yeah. So come see us. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, you are. And so I've had different surgeries and after the surgery, because of, you know, the trauma of like nerve damage and different things like that, I went to you know, the surgeon or the doctor suggests to go to a physical therapist. So of course I did, you know, being the type of person I am and, you know, I movement is a huge part of my life and my job. So I was like, I'm all in, you know, of course I'm like cheering other people on when they're yep. doing their exercises, but you said something there right now that made me think of as much as I'm a believer in physical therapy, I have never thought to just on my own be like, I know, and I, this is a real example. I know I have some dysfunction in my right hip flexor because of, you know, a surgery that went in my abdominals, da, 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 it created some shortening. And so I know there's some dysfunction that's happening as a ripple effect of that. And so I know that. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't I be like, uh, I don't need, do I need a referral? Like, can I just be like, okay, I would like to make an appointment and 
I want to work on some range of motion and dysfunction compensation around my hip flexor. Right. So physical therapy is a direct access profession. However, if you, you have some options, um, if you want to just go to a physical therapist, Mm -hmm. you could just pay out of pocket for that, um, and be direct access. Or if you want your insurance to cover it, which most people will, then I would call your insurance and see every insurance is covering it differently. Sometimes you can do the Mm -hmm. eval, um, and then you would need to have the referral after the evaluation. Sometimes you get a, a certain number of visits covered before you would need a physician. So okay. um, that will require a little bit of work on your end, either calling mm-hmm. the physical therapy clinic that you want to go to and asking or, and, or your insurance company, but you might not need a referral. And then the other is some um, physicians are pretty, depending on your provider. Like mm-hmm. I know I've always just been able to call call my doctor and say, Hey, I need a yeah. referral for physical therapy <laughs> and they send it for me. And yes, I am a physical therapist and I go to physical therapies yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. because there's things you just, there are certain yeah. things you cannot do for yourself. And yeah. that is, uh, you know, assessing yourself is really hard. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That's so, so, so true. Assessing yourself is really hard in any area. Now I'm going to get on my soapbox. We all have blind spots. We all have areas. Like if you want to, like we have this one body, that's it. We have this one body. And so I want to encourage us all. And here we go. This a little accountability for me too. So what I want to encourage you to do is like, let's say when Katie explained the insurance thing, of course, we all want insurance to pay for it, Right. Uh, but here's the thing. It's your worth investing in. You are absolutely worth investing in. And it does matter and it will help. So I think what I'm going to do, because I kind of got like a little stressed out, be like, I have to call my insurance company. Oh, my goodness. That seems overwhelming. But I can one delegate, ask my husband to help me out. <laughs> or, or what I can do, and I think this is what uh, the path I'm going to take is like, this is important, Kirsten. So let's take the next step. So for me, I think I will just like straight away, figure out the physical therapist to get assessed by, and then call them and be like, I don't know how, or if my insurance is going to cover it or not. But how would this work? Because this is important to me. And so kind of having that attitude, like you said earlier, Katie, of being like, this is non-negotiable. This is my body we're talking about. So let's take a step in the right direction. And guess what? Those success stories are real when we consistently, when we get help from professionals and we have accountability and we put that system in place. And then like you were saying, 12 weeks later, you have people that come back from a shortened muscle and have done the work and now have a greater range of motion. Yeah. And you're giving them stars. You're saying, amazing, look at you. Like, look at how you've improved your future and your now. I'm so excited. Thank you. This went a teeny bit longer than normal. And Katie, thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge and sharing that so freely with us. I appreciate you. It was great. It was great to do this. I enjoyed it. Well, thank you, Katie. I'll talk to you soon. And I can't wait to do your stretching class 
this month and learn exactly what to do after we're on, you know, sitting at our desk for a few hours. Like we want the practice of reversing that um, and kind of doing the exercise to support us in our bodies and to get to be better friends with flexibility. Sounds great. Let's do it. See you later, Katie. All right. Bye. Bye. We are rocking the Love More Challenge round here. And anyone, everyone is welcome to participate in whatever way you can. So there's several different ways you can participate. You can get super cute merch and use it and wear it. You can mail more love with postcards. You can attend workouts that raise money for the Children's Heart Foundation. Those are just a few ways. And so I want you to go check out livefitnessinspired.com slash love right now and see if there's one thing that you could do to love more today. We got this. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day.